Hi, my name is Sarah Rachel Brown. I'm a 30-something-year-old woman, and I live in Philadelphia. I'm a contemporary jeweler. And like many others, I am an artist trying to make a living. On this podcast, I'm going to broach the subject of value. I'll be talking to studio artists and performers, educators and administrators, and anyone else attempting to combine their creative endeavors with how they get a paycheck. I don't think about grants enough. It's just a topic I typically ignore because five minutes into researching online, I get overwhelmed and I just want to quit. But I do think about money constantly. I think about how I can make more, I think about how much I have, or why did I spend $15 on a sandwich yesterday? But actually taking the time to sit down and research and really think about funding and grants, that time just never really seems to come. And it's on the top of my to-do list for 2017-2018, but uh, we'll see how good that goes. Today's guest is a woman whose business of selling production jewelry is in its infancy. She's currently navigating that oh-so-fun period of time where your business is growing and demanding more of your attention, yet you still need outside sources of income to keep you afloat. It's an exciting and challenging part of it all. And this guest has been applying for grants to help her grow her business and outfit her studio during this transitional period. Emily Schaefer was recently named a top five finalist for the 2017 Halstead Grant, and she's here to give us some insight as to what that application process was like. Don't know what Halstead is? Don't even know why they have a grant? Don't worry, we're going to cover it all. Quick side note before we get to today's interview. Emily moved to Maine a few years ago. You know, the land of lobster, blueberries, and ticks ticks that just so happened to spread Lyme disease. Emily is currently suffering from the neurological symptoms of chronic Lyme disease. These symptoms affect her speech stamina and her thought clarity. So if you notice that we need to take little breaks here and there, that's why. And Emily, thank you. You knew this interview was gonna be somewhat of a challenge and you went for it anyways. You are amazing. I'm going to do my best on on editing, but like, <laughs> um, well, you know, thank you for being in Maine because it's been really nice to have you as a friend yeah, all summer. Of course. I'm not going to get emotional in here. You can if you want to. Oh, maybe. Well, actually don't because when someone else gets emotional, I immediately <laughs> do after. Yeah. yeah. Then you do too. Mm-hmm. No, but um, no, for real. It's been Really great getting to meet you. Mm. I met you in Baltimore, and I remember you said something like, oh, hey, we're going to be best friends this summer. And I was like, girl, I don't even know you. <laughs> I was like, I like your jewelry, but like, okay. And then I was like, damn, she's right. There's mm-hmm. n- you're gonna we're going to be friends. <laughs> we're going to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now look at us. Yeah. And now you're stuck with me because mm-hmm. I I keep in touch. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. You got it. You got to push me to do that but i i will definitely try oh don't worry i'm also one of those people that even if i don't talk to you for six months and then you take the time to call me i'm mm-hmm. never gonna be like why haven't you called me oh, in six God. months i'll just be like 
thank you for f- calling. Yeah. And you yeah. pick right back up where you left off. Exactly. Yeah. I, that's my vibe. And I appreciate that about oh, other good. people. So, good. so hmm. it's pretty cool. When I first got up here, you were in the process of working on an application mm-hmm. and you seemed very stressed out <sighs> and you would come to the building I worked in and hide in this room because why it had good Wi-Fi or you just <laughs> I was in a position where I didn't have Wi-Fi at my house. I just moved and oh, yeah. I needed Wi-Fi somewhere. Gotta yeah. have the internet nowadays. You can't do anything without it. Ugh, God, really. You can't do anything without the internet. I know. Um <laughs> And then, you know, we got to know each other a little bit better. And you Mm -hmm. were saying, hey, I'm working on this thing. I'm working on the Halstead Grant application. Mm -hmm. And I instantly was like, oh, because I have heard of it. Of Mm -hmm. course, I'm a jeweler and I'm aware of what is happening in my field. And if you don't know about the Halstead Grant, well, you will after you listen to this. Um, Yep. Because it's a pretty incredible opportunity. It's it's a big deal. Yeah. I've yeah. definitely been following it for quite a few years. I think I first realized it existed when Erica Bello won. I think I was oh, still in yeah. college then. And I was just like, whoa, her work is so cool. And this is such a great opportunity. And um, yeah, I've just been keeping an eye on it since. Yeah, I do remember when she won. Yeah. And then... Uh, was it Sam Skelton the next year? I think so. Sam Skelton... I'm afraid of forgetting someone, but, uh, um, and then NG studio. And that was last year. Nikki last Grand, Grandix. Mm-hmm. Grandix. Mm-hmm. How do you say her name? Did I say that wrong? I, I know you're, I know that's the right name, but I don't know if you're saying it right. So oh, sorry, Nikki. Sorry. <laughs> Call me. Let me know. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So I am here with Emily Schaefer of Emily Schaefer studio. That's mm-hmm. how you brand yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like I, I had a tough time deciding between that my name or Emily Schaefer Jewelry. Um, but I actually almost thought about changing my name altogether. What? I mean, I was I was like Emily and Schaefer. They're two really, really common names. There's nothing really to remember about them. Mm. I wanted I wanted a cool name. And yeah. then I thought more and more about it. And I was just like, no, that's my name. This is who I am. Yeah. And I put a tax studio on there because I thought it was a little more broad mm-hmm. if I wanted to grow, if I wanted to do something else i'm always going to be in the art field yeah but um i don't know jewelry can feel limiting in that regard yeah well you know (laughs) i can definitely relate to that because there are two sarah browns hey other sarah brown what's (laughs) up and i when i was first getting into jewelry velvet da vinci emailed me and no joke my heart stopped and i was like oh my god velvet da vinci gallery and they were looking for the other sarah brown and there was this moment of being like dun dun (laughs) (laughs) which like congratulations sarah brown you were in a show there that's awesome it wasn't me um and then i took a business class and i really focused in on like how to set myself apart Mm -hmm. and i think i had like my business cards that sarah brown jeweler maker artist artist jeweler maker or something Mm -hmm. and um the guy i took the business class with kind of tore me apart and he's like oh you're a jeweler and a maker huh those are two different things like you're not making jewelry and then oh you're an artist didn't get that from the first two i was like oh you're so right yeah um and so i rebranded myself with my middle name Mm -hmm. to separate myself from the other sarah brown Mm -hmm. because i had a middle name and i could do that yeah do you have a middle name i do i don't know how it is my middle name it's i should if there was an opposite for the word it actually should be my middle name but it is grace 
<laughs> so Emily Grace Schaefer. Yeah. If anyone anyone that knows me personally knows that graceful is not really something that <laughs> people would use to describe me, but I try. <laughs> yeah. Um oh yeah. No, I like Emily Schaefer Studio. I love yeah. Like Megan Patrice Riley. Yeah. That's a good name. It just rolls off the tongue and, and it's then, really like memorable. Yeah. And then her initials are NPR. Mm-hmm. And I always think NPR. Oh, I never thought about that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there's mm-hmm. that. Makes for a good logo too. I know. Dang. Makes that logo job really easy. <laughs> Man, the things we think about. So Emily Schaefer Studio, mm-hmm. where... We're going to talk about the Halstead Grant today, mm-hmm. of course, and I'm excited to get into that. Congratulations. Oh, you, thank you are a top five finalist. Mm-hmm. And having seen how much you put into that application and how stressed you were <laughs> um, and hearing that you got top five, I know it's not winning it, but I was just as happy for you as if you had one because that kind of recognition and I know that grant is come competitive yeah there's no way it's not and i like how they do that like kudos to halstead for you know you have the winner the winner is showered with publicity yeah but i think they're really smart to give top five finalists and top 10 mm-hmm. and give everybody some spotlight and uh, like also financial award as well which yeah we'll get into that later yeah. but um yeah definitely it's a lot it's a lot of work yeah. So to be able to be even in the top five and to be rewarded for that, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I'm very happy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the type of person when it's announced, I look to it to see like who mm-hmm. is in the top five or top 10 and kind of, you know, I lurk them on Instagram yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yep. Instagram's a great place. I actually did the same thing with the top 10, top yeah. five this year. <laughs> yeah. No. I actually followed many of them right away. I yeah. felt like such a nerd, but I was like, oh, follow, follow. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's yeah. what you do. Mm-hmm. Community. Um, <laughs> so you're in Maine now. You live in Maine full time. Mm-hmm. Yep. But where are you from? Where did you grow I'm up? I'm actually from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. I grew up in central PA in the suburbs. And um, I went to school in Kutztown, mm-hmm. um, Kutztown University. Um, and I went there to study to be an art teacher. Mm. And I, I mean, I was always good at drawing and painting. And I always knew I'd be an artist in some way but I didn't really know how and I was good at drawing and painting yeah I was like oh this is this I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do um and I was good with kids and I actually enjoyed writing curriculum kind of mm. strange but it worked and I was good at it yeah um but you're not a teacher I am not a teacher <laughs> <laughs> I love it you're like I was great at it and I enjoyed it a lot yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> oh also Emily warned me she she She's the type of person when she talks, she moves her head a lot. So <laughs> I've already scolded her like five times. Talking to the mic. I know. If I fade out, but yeah. You're doing happen. great. No, don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, so what was your degree? So um, I actually finished that and I got my um, Bachelor of Science in Art Education. Um, oh, it's called a Bachelor of Science? Well, it's a BS. A BS and then there's a BFA. Okay. So Bachelor of Fine Arts and then a Bachelor of Science. Um, and I actually got both degrees. Well, I guess I'll tell you what the other one was. I how I got the other one. <laughs> well, if you got two, I'd brag about it too. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty proud of myself. I did in five years. Um, I took an elective because, as an art student, you take a lot of electives, and they had this whole craft department. And I took a medals one, and I remember seeing my professor James Melinda. Um, mm. He's a really amazing enamelist. If you have time to look up his work, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
But I remember seeing him demonstrate how to do a bezel setting. And I was like, oh, okay, I can see that. It's pretty easy, step by step. And then I went to do it. And I was like, so angry. I was terrible at it. And I was like, what is this glass? Everything I'm making looks like <laughs> garbage. And it's like, what I'm seeing in my head is not happening. Um, so um, the stubborn person that I am, I just started spending nights in that studio and practicing and practicing and I eventually fell in love with it and my hands started to catch up to what I was seeing in my brain and I was like oh I need to explore this further and I stayed an extra year and got my degree in craft with a focus in metalsmithing okay yeah it's pretty cool that is pretty cool (laughs) totally changed my life (laughs) so my favorite question is Mm -hmm. how'd you pay for school I'm still paying for it (laughs) (laughs) you're like girl I am still paying for it. I had, I took out many student loans and I worked many part-time jobs, including my favorite one. I was studio monitor. I always ask that, like, what's the best one? Oh, yeah. Like, keys to the studio? That's the best job. <laughs> um, and that's what paid for my metal and my food. Um, so, were your parents, like, if you go to school, you're on your own, or was it something? Uh, not necessarily. I kind of always, like done my own thing so I had to yeah. figure out how to how to pay for school and they I figured it out and yeah. I'm still paying for it now so yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so you graduated mm-hmm. and so you have two undergree undergrad degrees yep um did you go to grad school or what'd you do right after no, you graduated I thought about that um but I actually I I just really wanted I needed some adventure mm-hmm. um so actually can we take a quick break yeah Hey, listeners, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> like, Go to a craft show, go to whatever show mm-hmm. you can, meet the artists and just yeah. say that, hey, mm-hmm. I want to do things. Right. Yeah. And learn from people that know more than you. So, yeah. <laughs> Mentors. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a broken record. Yeah. No, it's so important. Um, so I literally, the day, actually, right after my graduation service, like an hour after, I had my car packed and I left from there and oh. drove to New Hampshire. <laughs> Jesus, you I don't know. waste any time. <laughs> I didn't. I fit everything I had in my little Subaru um, and I drove up there and I um, I started making shoes with Molly wow. and it was pretty cool and I still have the those shoes. They're the most expensive shoes that I own mm-hmm. and I've worn them a couple times and when it, someone compliments them, I love that I can say, oh, yeah. I made them. <laughs> See, I made shoes when I lived at Penland and I'm I'm afraid to wear them. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think they're going to fall apart because I didn't make them that well. <laughs> and second of all, it's, you made them and yeah. then you can't even think about wearing them. I know. They're I'm, like, it's like a prized possession. Yeah. It's yeah. like wearing a diamond ring on your toe. Like, it's pretty cool. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, okay, so then what did you do so when that ended? after that, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I was looking for like a bench jeweler job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Molly and I got to talking. And I remembered that I met this woman, um, Cara, Roma- Cara Romano, at mm-hmm. the PMA show as well. And she told me, she gave me her email at the show. And I followed up with her. And she ended up offering me a year-long internship in Maine. So I was like, okay. So I just went from there to Maine and um, did a one-year internship. And I've, I'm still in Maine. I love it. <laughs> well, first of all, I like your style because I'm definitely like, yeah. oh, you want to offer me to do this random thing somewhere I've never been before? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, so you ended up staying in Maine. Yeah. 
And then your internship was a focus on her because she she was a she was a full time studio jeweler. So I'm assuming that was learning how she ran her business Mm -hmm. and did did the whole hustle. Exactly. And one of the biggest things I got from it was how to run a business. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was great. You learn a lot of technique in school. I learned um, I learned a lot in school and I'm really happy about the time I spent there. But I really didn't get that real world experience about how do I make a sustainable living from this craft yeah so and i needed to learn from someone to do that that someone someone that was actually doing it yeah so and i i do i mean there are business classes i don't think there are enough in they my scratch opinion the surface, in my opinion as yeah well. and i yeah. i think it would be hard for them to be able to fit all of that in there as yeah. well but yeah maybe they could try harder yeah. <laughs> and, um, but also i think it's something where i kind of think about how you can read about something. Mm-hmm. You can read about how to do granulation. There's books on it, right? Mm-hmm. But until you actually are doing it and in, in it, um, yeah. that's how you actually learn. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then so. you stayed here. Yeah, I stayed here. I found that there's a really, really rich community of craftspeople in Maine. Um, and I I love it here. It's so beautiful. I love to be in the outdoors. Um, yeah. So you also fell in love. So I mean, I did. <laughs> I mean, that always helps. Somehow the conversation always leads to that. It's like, oh, I also met a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, em- when I moved here, Emily's like, he might not leave. And I was like, I don't like winter. And she's like, yeah, but what if you fall in love? And I was like, I'm going to not do that. It totally <laughs> happens. Yeah. Um, so yes. that's hilarious. Yeah. So you, when I was reading through the application Mm -hmm. um, to be considered for the Halstead grant, first Mm -hmm. of all, maybe we should get down to the fact of what is the Halstead grant? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place to start. Um, The Halstead grant is an annually awarded grant to an emerging jewelry designer. Um, And Halstead itself is a company similar. I think I haven't used them a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just haven't yet. I right. mean, I will utilize them yeah. in the future. Um, but they're kind of like Rio Grande, right? Yeah, Grand yeah. Rand. They supply, um, It's you can buy findings there, you can buy metal, you can buy tools. Um, they're, they're a really great company, and they're based in Prescott, Arizona. And um, if you read about their backstory, it's cool. They kind of started as a small business, and yeah. they grew from there. So well, Hillary's Hillary Halstead. Mm-hmm. She's is, does she run the company now? She's kind of the face of the company. Yeah, though. yeah, I, I believe so. I don't want to miss misspeak about that, but yeah. I know she's definitely like the face of the company. Yeah, I yeah. got to meet her. I mean, she bought she bought oh, a ring great. from me, and I was like, it's Hillary Halstead. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did geek out on that for a hot I, minute. I geeked out when we became friends on Facebook. So <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but a part of their business is that they have developed this grant, mm-hmm. which is a really cool way to give back to yeah. the metals community and also a su- support an emerging artist. Right, right. Yeah. And it's, and I mean, the application that they've developed is so, it's so useful for so many emerging designers, whether you want to apply or not. Yeah. Um, it just to read over those questions, all of those I mean, I'm sure we'll get into that, but all of those yeah. questions are things that um, can really help you get your business off the ground. Off the ground. So, okay, so it's a grant. It's mm-hmm. awarded yearly for, mm-hmm. to a, one emerging artist, and yep. then there's five top five. Or there's 
top five finalists, but yep. there's also top ten finalists. Right. Which the five are included in the top ten. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then the top the winner receives it's seventy five hundred dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. And then a thousand dollars in um tools or supplies from Halstead. Wow. And then <laughs> also like your name everywhere. Because yeah. every if yeah. you're a jeweler that wants to be a studio jeweler, I mean, you really should know about this grant because it's such a big resource. It is. Um, yeah. And the top five, what did you get? So the top five, you get a $500 um, check and you also get coverage in their grant publication reveal, um, which the winner does too. And they get to be on the cover yeah. as well. Um, and as a top five finalist, you get a... Um, a trophy you get a blog profile you get tons of media exposure yeah. um social media yeah. tons of social media exposure already everything's like really um the graphics are super for oh super they're dialed fun. in they it are looks I, good. I could not wait to show that thing off i put it on every single one of my social media platforms and it's recognizable yeah you know? it's only like the third year mm-hmm. i've been really aware of the grant but yeah. when i see their logo and the yeah. design of it i'm like ooh. Halstead yeah and they do update it each year but it's just like it's it's very recognizable yeah and that's great yeah and then also um this year I really think I think this was new they did like a live coverage of the reveal yes they have they done that before because I don't remember it being like such a hyped thing that I don't know of I really to be honest I was tuned in because I was (laughs) (laughs) yeah you were (laughs) it's pretty excited to hear my name come across yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that was that was really cool I mean they're really utilizing um social media platforms which I think is the best way to reach most of us nowadays yeah no it's smart so yeah um okay so the grant is yearly it's from halstead mm-hmm. um and it's emerging artists when i was reading on their website like the facts and news i have things printed out so mm-hmm, took mm-hmm. notes um i'm not sure if you would consider my business to be started within the last three years so you do have to have your business started within the last three years yeah. but for even for me i would be like have i had a business i mean i've consigned mm-hmm. the last three years but i have never actually made my living off of consigning my jewelry i've been at like three galleries right right, right. um so what are the qual are uh, the criteria for that qualification i believe um it's it's when you started selling your jewelry so that it could be um like an income for you yeah um and i i do think that there's probably um some gray area there yeah. Um, but you kind of really, like the same thing with your taxes. Yeah. Like, literally. Because <laughs> if you're going to be a business and have a tax ID number, yeah. you, you get deemed a, a hobby if right. you're not making a return. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you really kind of have to make your case if there, if you do find that you fall out of those areas. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was pretty clear. I yeah. mean, I just graduated from college in 2014. Um, and I believe on my application, you have to start your business after january of 2014 okay so um which is cool because i can still apply one more year after this that is also something so because i have noticed that where you can apply how many times um you can you can apply as many times as you want as long as you're in that three i mean so technically three three times be three times yeah Yeah. because you can't yeah that's true (laughs) your fourth time you're like that first time didn't actually count like yeah (laughs) yeah so i mean you could apply for three times yeah definitely and i do i mean after going through the application i do encourage new designers if you just started a business just 
do the application. It's free. Even if, okay, so that is something I was thinking about. I went to their website. You have to like fill out your name and in mm-hmm. email to get the application, yeah, yeah. Um, which I didn't do. Yeah. But even for somebody who just wants to start a business and doesn't even know where to start, look at this application. Yeah. Even if you're not going to turn it in, mm-hmm. because I feel like it walks you through um, who you are as a brand, mm-hmm. um, what you want to do with your business. Like they really dig deep. Like you have to have a business plan. You do. Talks about profit and loss. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at numbers. It's, um, you got to, you got to look at your production capacity. So, I mean, there's a lot, every aspect of a jewelry business is pretty much covered in this application. So if you're thinking about starting a business, you can see what you need to do. So what is the application like? Is it, um, like like is it like 20 questions 15 um i don't know the exact number but there's short answer and long answers okay that's Um, good enough yeah yeah yeah. and i know for the short answers you do want to be concise i mean um there's a lot of things i wanted to say but i know that they're probably reading a lot of these applications so (laughs) well you know and that is a thing too where that is a skill in and of itself it is right yeah because I was a Penland Core Fellow, and when you're a Core Fellow, you get to be part of the application process for the next Core Fellows coming in. So you get to do that twice. Mm-hmm. And if you ever have an opportunity to be on the other end and jury a show or something like that, I couldn't recommend that more because it taught me so much about how to be better at writing applications. Oh, right, to be on the other side of it. Oh yeah. my God. And everything just starts to sound the same yeah. and cliche and. If it's something where you can answer in a, in one sentence, mm-hmm. answer it. Yeah. And I remember being feeling really sick to my stomach about the fact that the last question on my core fellowship application, I answered in one sentence. And I was like, this is like the biggest question they're asking me. Like, why do you deserve to have mm-hmm. this blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm writing one a- answer. Like, I'm an asshole. Like, <laughs> one sentence, that's not good enough. But it was so concise. And that's yeah. what I Just turned bam, in. Put it there. Yeah. And I got it. Yeah. So good. But I feel I feel like that is a challenge. It is a challenge. I mean, stealing it down. Exactly. And that's where um, I definitely had a really close friend of mine help me go over all this because I definitely what I did was I outlined the whole thing first. Yeah. I put all my ideas down for each thing and I found that my answers were pretty long. Mm-hmm. And um, it's you really got to narrow it down. And my friend helped me narrow it down. We did a Google sheet or a Google spreadsheet thing. Oh, I and, love your friend. Oh, yes. I am all about the Google suites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That you you really got to be utilizing those now, mm-hmm. especially if you have a business. Um, but that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. But um, it was great. We went to... Um, I would write my ideas down and we would go back and forth in different colors um, and do different versions of each question and make it more and more concise as we went from version to version to really get my point across um, in the most clear way possible. And that's something else I think is really important is any big application I've done, I have two or three people like reading over it, giving me input and not only like two or three people but people that I know are completely different in personality yes. from each other. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like I have my one like kind of like crew, like he'll say things to me that most people I'd be like, I can't believe you said that to me, but it's him and I love him and mm-hmm. he just is no bullshit. Yep. And then I have my mentor, Sarah mm-hmm. Lurcher, who is one of my favorite proofreaders ever. Yep. 
she's so good. <laughs> um, so you need that. You do. Yeah. I mean, I had, and I had actually, my friend gave my application to another friend of hers that works in a law office. Ooh. So she's constantly looking at wordy, wordy documents. Um, yeah. And she picked up all the grammar for me. It was God, awesome. I love that. And she doesn't yeah. even know you. She doesn't know me at all. So she's not afraid of like hurting your feelings or anything. She's like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Check. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it was great. You even had me look at it. Yeah, you did look at some of them for me. Yeah. And you know what I did? I just kind of reiterated like what my mentor has done to me. Oh, I think the biggest thing for me is that you kept saying, I hope or I want. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and this is directly from Sarah Larger. She's like, no, you need, yep. you are going to, mm-hmm. and you will. Yep. And get that confidence in there. Yeah. You ha- I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when you're writing it, you're just like, please, can I? And mm-hmm. it should be, you're going to give this to me kind yeah. of attitude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the way that you write it. Yeah. How yeah. long do you think you actually worked on the application total? Ooh, um, I wish that I had started it earlier. I'll start out saying that. Okay. Um, probably the end of May, the applications, I don't know if it's the same way every year, but I think it was due on, um, August 1st. Um, Mm. so I started the end of May and I met with my friend at the library, um, every Monday. So you had a two solid months. Yeah. Yeah. And we met every single week and then I definitely Mm. did things on my own as well. Um, but we, it it took a long time. (laughs) I mean, and in regard, when you think about it, like, oh, wow, two months is so long, but you're pretty much outlining and designing your whole business. Like yeah. you're making your goals. Yeah. Your- yeah. This is actually something I'm starting on next year's application now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to take this as a base and I'm going to keep looking at my business now and looking at where I need to grow and looking at, um, I mean, it's a business plan. It's something that you can reference all yeah. the time. So, well, I think that's another thing you allowed me to read your application and mm-hmm. thank you for that. Cause it yeah. gave me a lot of insight to, um, you as an artist and why mm-hmm. you wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And something that I think about is that even if you don't get it, even if you're not a finalist, even it, et cetera, um, this is such a great tool to have as a studio jeweler. I mean, I probably am going to sign up and get the application, even mm-hmm. though I, my intention is a, studio artist is not to create a business out of it full time. Right. But I think the tools you can get from looking at that, um, creating like a profit and loss and actually looking at how much money you are spending. Mm -hmm. Um, do they, which is pretty eye opening. Yeah. Starting a news business. Oh yeah. Not that fun to, (laughs) it's, yeah, it's definitely eye opening. It's, it's, you got to put a lot into this if you want to do it. (laughs) What do you think was the most shocking thing for you to learn? about yourself from this oh the most shocking thing um i guess shocking might not be i mean i think the thing for me i would be like oh my god am i really wasting them or the thing i'm always worried about with my Mm -hmm. production is that i'm underselling it oh interesting yeah um no i wouldn't say i'd say the most shocking thing for me is knowing how much more work i have to do to get this to be a sustainable career for me. Yeah. So there's, I mean, especially after looking at the numbers, um, I have, 
I have a lot of work to do still, but that excites me at the same time. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Then that means you're on the right path or you're doing exactly what you want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And to be, and one of the questions really, it, it tells you to lay out the next three years and what your goals are. Oh my and God. Yeah. <laughs> that part of this, that section of the, whatever would take me three months alone. Yeah. And that's something that I definitely, it, I spent a lot of time on. But after doing this and getting and looking at my application again, I want to get it even more dialed. Wait a minute. Was this your first time applying? Yes. Oh, yes. so you could apply two more years? Apply one more year. Okay, so you have one more year. Yep. Okay, so you're going to apply next yeah, year. Yeah, I thought about applying last year, um, but I thought about that two weeks before the application was due. See, no. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. just don't even bother. I'm just not going to put myself through that. No, because yeah. something like this, I think you really do have to take Mm-hmm. T- the time to do it right yeah um you mentioned numbers <laughs> i love numbers num- i love numbers yeah let's uh, get transparent why not <laughs> <laughs> um so you came prepared which i love also mm-hmm. from over here guys emily has all these papers printed out like she's so organized i love that i can see a pie chart from here what's the green color of the pie chart stand for booth fees oh i was like is that income (laughs) (laughs) i wish um so give me some numbers i don't know what you have to share but share with me see well um so i'll give you some insight into my business right now um i am currently balancing a bunch of part-time jobs and i'm able to probably work in my studio about 16 to 24 hours a week which actually is not that much wow that's a shockingly low it is shockingly low um but i really i really work hard in those little hours that I have. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm in a point right I'm at a point right now where I still need a paycheck. Um, so yeah. I, I know there's this jump that I need to take and I need to eliminate those part time jobs, which are professional opportunity costs right now. They're yeah. um but I I haven't done it yet. So stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. We'll check back up. With you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where my work will go and um, the growth that will happen when I can focus on jewelry full time. Yeah. Because um, right now I feel like I can barely keep up, which is actually a really good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. To be yeah. able to. I, I'm very lucky to have jewelry that is, I feel, in demand right now for the amount that I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little bit of background about where I am and what I'm able to do production wise right now. Yeah. Um, and you keep your but, overhead down because your studio, Oh God. Well, I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> you just got a nice, your spare, there's a spare room in her house. God, everything in Maine is beautiful. It, it grosses is. me out and there's windows all around and it's so minimal and organized and beautiful. And I know you just got in there, so I will check back next year and see how clean it is. Then. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. in your home and it's yeah. a really lovely space. It is. And I really, I wanted to have a studio at home, um, be to lower some of my expenses. I mean, paying, yeah. I was, I was paying each month for studio space and I really wanted to eliminate that cost. Um, but in doing that, I also rented tools. Um, I didn't have oh. any of my own tools. So I recently just purchased the minimal amount of tools that I need to make my jewelry. Yeah, um, which I'm super proud of myself when I got that Ford and Flex shaft in the mail. <gasps> I remember buying my first Flex shaft. I was like, "It's real!" I know. <laughs> it was so that I love that sound. Everything about it. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I guess I'll share some numbers with you. Um, 
this year, second year, I mean, I've sold $40,000 of jewelry. Um, which and this is, is your uh, second year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, I'm $40,000. I was looking at my QuickBooks and I was like, holy, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe I've sold that amount of jewelry. However, my expenses are around $26,000. So Ooh. that puts me, um, where am I? What month are we in? We're in September. September yeah. in Maine. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, that doesn't give me a lot of profit. That's not really something that you can live on. So yeah. I'm at the point where, as I said before, I still need those paychecks. Well, because if you think about it, typically, is there anywhere where you've read like what percentage? Like yeah. if you make $100,000 or if you sell $100,000 of jewelry, mm -hmm your expenses are going to rise as well, right? Yeah. So like, right. So you have to put money into it to make money. Yeah. You're I mean, always, it'll be a slow growth. Exactly. And that's something that I did outline in my grant, which is nice to utilize pie charts and um, yeah. whatever graphics to show that, yeah, my expenses are still going to be $26,000, if not more each year. But for growth, you have to put money into it. Well, of course, because you're buying metal. That alone yeah. is going to grow if you're selling more jewelry. Exactly. So. And there's booth fees. There's um, advertising. There's what else is there? There's packaging. A, a packaging. Your website. Website. Travel accommodations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, especially if you're doing a lot of shows, which I'm not sure if that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's expensive. But so when do you say like, I am officially a business? Would you say your starting point and when you started running a business was when you applied for your first craft show or when you put on an online shop? Hmm. I would say it was when it became a priority for me as far as income goes. Okay. Like I, I, I've been putting money into this business from my other part-time gigs because yeah. I want this to be my career. So I started that business and I'm just going to work towards it no matter what I have to do to make this work. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started it. Um, yeah, I'd say, and especially when I did my first craft show, my first big show was the ACC Baltimore show, yeah. um, which I was invited by Snag through their organizational partnership program, oh, cool. which was super, super cool. So did they cover your booth fee? They didn't cover the booth fee, but they invite 10 artists. I believe, I think they do it every year. So is it kind of um, like an emerging artist program, but just through Snag? I, I think so. It's if it will, it's if you've never exhibited at ACC before. Okay. So I applied through that and, um, I was invited to the show and I feel like since then I've been um, working towards making this my full-time career. Yeah. I feel like once you, it's kind of like ripping off the bandaid. Once you do yeah. a craft show, I mean, I'm in the middle yeah, of this right now. Yeah, you're doing it now. I yeah. was having like a meltdown about oh, flooring no. for a craft show today. I'm like, it's so expensive. <laughs> I just need something to cover the floor. Yeah. Once you have but all But you those, also don't. <laughs> yeah. Once you have all the parts in place then yeah. it's a lot easier to just keep doing it over and over yeah, again yeah and i did notice with my first show that i oh my gosh the panic attacks the nights of no sleep because i just mm -hmm. you have to plan out every single aspect mm -hmm. of the show and i've been using the same displays since the that first show Ooh, hit the microphone <laughs> you're okay. a hand talker it's i fine. am yeah i know i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> let's fix that um so yeah, and I've been fine tuning it ever since, but I'm not having those same panic attacks. 
Yeah. You, you learn what to do. Oh, and good. Good to know that this won't last forever. No, it's not going to last forever. Yeah. What <laughs> other numbers do you have over there? I see so many. Oh, let's see. Well, um, I actually planned out based on what my business income was um, in 2016 and my expenses all the way up to 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? And yeah. Is that because the application asked you to do that? Yeah. That's yeah. three years in advance. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of the questions is detail your sales goals for the next three years in both revenue dollars and piece quantities. Challenge, oh. Challenging question. And I definitely spent a lot of time on that one. Yeah, because piece quantity... That would be so hard because maybe you have like a pair of stud earrings that cost $40, but right. then a necklace that costs $600. Right. Oh. Yeah, that's a challenging one. I definitely, um, there's room for growth in my answer on that one. I want to, I want to fine tune that one more, but I, I mean, I tried my best and I went up, um, I, I looked at percentages and I looked up what is a good amount of growth each year for a business oh did you just google the heck out of everything i did google that a little bit and i i found that um for some reason eight percent is sticking in my head and for me that wasn't enough so i went higher (laughs) was there any like websites that you were like oh this one i keep coming back to for answers about this or really was it just kind of all over the place no it's kind of all over the place yeah yeah i didn't really find any especially geared towards craft and jewelry yeah like what is a good i think i did actually google um what's a good amount of growth for a jewelry business each year? Yeah. And it's such an abstract question. I mean, there's everyone's gonna have a different answer. And there's things like Flourish and Thrive yeah. I've heard about, and that's kind of what they do, right? That, that they is talk what about. they do, yeah. Um, I, and for those who don't know what we're referring to, it's two women, I've met them. Mm-hmm. I think I met them at New York now. And they had, I'm assuming, successful businesses mm-hmm. themselves and have gone on to teach and yeah. give seminars and kind of mentor other people who are mm-hmm. trying to make it full time. Right. I think they also have a podcast. I think, they, um, yeah, they actually do. They do yeah. have a podcast. So look them up too mm-hmm. if you're into this. Yeah. Okay. So then we talked about what other questions really stick out in your mind that you're like, this question really challenged me and definitely propelled you i would say the one and i want to look up the exact wording um describe here's one of them describe your direct competition what competitive advantage do you bring to the bridge jewelry market which was i actually had to look up what bridge jewelry market meant. i just looked at you cross-eyed i was like well first of all i didn't know what that meant <laughs> what is bridge jewelry market in the first place <laughs> yeah so they i i think it's the uh, more of the art jewelry um, it's not like the gold and the, uh, the really precious stones, oh, um, right. which I can't think of the name of that right now. Um, like fine jewelry. Yes. Yes. Okay. But it's the, and then it's not the, um, fashion jewelry and the, um, or that's like highly, is that would be more commercial. Yeah. Yeah. That can so be it's produced like that in mass between, quantities. Yeah. Yeah. Like forever 21 earrings, which I love. Yeah. And for those of you Googling, <laughs> definitely Google that because there's a real definition for bridge jewelry. Okay. Market. So, oh. which I tried, I don't know why I tried so long to figure that out myself. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I just need to Google it. There it is. <laughs> so that's one of those like Google it and it, you'll get an answer. <laughs> yeah, I love Google. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. What did you say to that? Is that a short or long answer question? That is, I think it's a long answer question, but my answer actually wasn't that long. Oh, um, you're kind of precise. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel, I do feel I'm pretty aware of the market and what my direct competition is. Yeah. Um, 
but it's kind of deciding what makes me stand out yeah from those artists and Mm. that part of the business so um that was a really tough one for me and i do feel like my answer was too broad so that's something i need to improve upon for sure so you've mentioned a few times like this is something i need to prove upon yeah do they give you feedback (gasps) they do oh really definitely do so you get you actually get a pr package like assistance is this what you're holding right here oh yes i'm prepared i got i have little like reminders here um and as as a finalist and the winner you get the um the press release assistance Okay. Which is really great. I didn't know how to write a press release. Alex Lozier was a finalist as well. Yeah. And I've been interning at Coke Gallery. Mm-hmm. And she sent us the press release. Oh, good. She did hers. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it looked great. There was yeah. like images. I was shocked. I was like, mm-hmm. this is what I need for the podcast. Like, yeah. This is amazing. This yeah. is a really great yeah, press release. Yeah, I'm happy to share with you what I printed out here because they gave me, they, were, they gave us all a really, really great outline of tips and um, how tips and tricks on how to write one and distribute it yeah because i didn't know how to do it <laughs> well i think they're i think it's important and mm-hmm. um that's something i've been thinking about too like when i'm in galleries or institutions that i'm closely tied with like i should be sending them press releases yeah. people have so much going on they yeah. don't have time to be cruising instagram and see every post you like exactly you and, have to put yourself out there oh yeah i'm a yeah. shameless self-promoter yeah. i give mm-hmm. nothing about you know yep <laughs> i do it mm-hmm. um so that's really cool okay yeah. so not everybody gets f- feedback you have to be a finalist right okay right yeah you definitely i think you have to be a top 10 top five or the winner to get the. and when i was looking online it's still you have to print out images and print out your application it's not mm-hmm. digital right no it's not digital it's um yeah it was actually it wasn't there's room for creativity with it for sure yeah because the way that you um like put it together exactly yeah Yeah. i was kind of looking for like clear like okay you need to put it in you just staple in the top left corner you need to with a vanilla envelope uh, yeah yeah yeah. and it didn't it didn't really give us that um so um actually can we take a quick break yeah let's take a break okay and we're back so your application What'd you do? Um, with my application, I bought nice paper. Um, oh, not like your thick standard paper. Pr- yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want the standard thin, flimsy print I'm a paper. sucker for like a thick. Yeah, it was pretty paper. exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I keep like using it for everyday use, and I need to stop doing it, but I really love it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like it ran out. I know. Um, so yeah, I got the nice paper. I got a three ring binder. And I got plastic sleeves, and I just made sure that everything was printed really professionally and put in those sleeves. Um, and I believe I used tabs to separate each section of the grant. Yeah. Meaning, like, the um, the front part with all your information, the short answer, the long answer. Um, you print out photos of your work. You yeah. have a section of that. Um, there's a section for display props or um, anything related to that or... Um, what do you mean? Like pictures of what your craft show booth yeah, or displays Yeah, I mean, that's what I like? did, but um, I'm okay. sure everyone can kind of do something different for that section. Mm. Um, and then I also included marketing materials that I had, uh, business Did they cards. ask for that or were you like, I'm yeah, going to give this to yeah. them? Oh, they do ask for that. Yeah, they okay. do ask for that. They want to see um, some of those materials. And I included my line sheets as well. And I do think that is required yeah. for you to come up with some sort of line sheet for wholesale. And the line, okay, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. for the, I still don't, I mean, I know what a line sheet is, but mm-hmm. I'm still like, oh, it's basically a picture of each piece of your jewelry, how much it costs for retail and wholesale. Exactly. Yeah. Do you add what like materials it is right there? Too? Um, I, I don't have the materials there. I have like a description in the beginning that kind of says what all the jewelry is made of. Yeah. Um, and I have, um, the title and I have a SKU code. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Pretty simple. Wow. It's really not that. Um, it seems really intimidating to make a line sheet, but once you get into it, it's not that bad. Okay. And you can look up templates online and you yeah. can drag and drop. Drag and drop. Yeah. You can Google it. <laughs> exactly. Google it. <laughs> so you had, okay. And the thing that speaks to me with about how you put your application together is you just want to make it easy for them. Exactly. They have to look at so many. I know Martha Levan was the guest judge this yeah. year and I follow her on Instagram. Um, she has Mora Contemporary in Asheville, North Carolina. Fantastic gallery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they fly her out there and she took a couple days to meet with them. I'm sure she obviously got applications beforehand um, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but just they have to look at so many. Mm-hmm. Don't give them any reason to not want to look at your application. Right. Make it smooth sailing. Yeah. I just wanted it to be super easy and organized. I thought about doing a table of contents, but then I backed out because I thought it was too much. I just wanted but to be. But maybe not. But maybe not. Yeah. I mean, my table application. Table might be kind of nice. Yeah, it might be. So <laughs> my application next year might look completely different. Um, yeah. But I always want to make sure it's clean it's um, and super easy. To navigate. I was looking over. Okay, so Halstead has their website specifically for the grant. You can go to Mm grant.halsteadbead.com. And next year's application is already up. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. You could start. Hey, guys, you can start tomorrow. Get going. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on their webpage, there's like facts page about the grant and then like tips and tricks. Um, And one thing on there was, can I get my application back? Because you're putting a lot of personal information into this, like financially, about your business, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't get your application back. And I understand that. There's, God, the logistics about that would be nuts. Yeah. But they definitely ensure you, like, we do everything in our, like, they dispose of them properly, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And that's, you know. It's good to know. It is good to know. Yeah. And I like that they put it out there that they do reassure you. Exactly. Yeah. um, Because also a lot of applications, you don't print them out anymore. I think my year was the last year that Penland School um, accepted actual applications. Like I had to print out my pictures and that wasn't cheap. Printing those images is expensive. Right. um, And the time it takes to put it together and then shipping it. Now it's all digital. Right. Right. and Which I, is interesting because they don't do that with this one. Yeah. Um, you definitely print out your images so that they have them right in front of you or yeah. right in front of them. Um, which I see the pros and cons to both sides of it. I mean, when I did that, I was, you know, I only think I had to look through 20 applications, but mm-hmm. 20 applications is a lot of screen time. I broke it up. You know, they give you, I had plenty of time to do it, but it, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard on your eyes. Yeah. So. I kind of like the fact, and I think the way that you package it does speak to your professionalism too. Right. So yeah, don't take it, any aspect for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, and it was nice to have it all in one package. I was super proud of that binder. Oh my god! To have everything in there and just to see my work printed out on those pages, it was it was cool. Did you create a second one for yourself? 
I didn't, but I have Google Suite. Um, oh, yeah. You keep everything on Google Docs, and um, I have everything there to look back at. Um, so, yeah. How much does the application cost? I don't think I ever asked that. It's free. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's not even an application fee? No, there isn't. You just put your email in there, and the, they send you the application. You download it. It's a PDF file. What? Yeah. That is nuts to me. It's pretty cool. They invest so much money on their end then. I know. Because yeah. if they're flying in their guest juror and giving her accommodations yeah. and just even the time it takes for Hillary, the president, to go over this like man hours. Mm-hmm. Man, that's pretty cool. It's it's really cool. Yeah. They're definitely really, really supportive of emerging artists oh, in all aspects. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. I'm going to buy some things from them. Yes. yes they have a nice selection of, of items, too. Well, that was also in the facts page that you actually don't have to be a Halstead customer. No. They, they put it in a nice way. Like, yes, we hope you will use us in the future for your yeah. findings and needs. But... Yeah. It's not required to apply no, for this. No, but they do have a great selection, so I do. And there is some criteria, too, about the type of jewelers. I mean, if you're using found objects and whatnot, I, you might not be qualified for this. Yeah, there's, and they have that on their fact page, yeah. too. Um, there's definitely, they're, they're welcoming to all kinds of jewelry designers, yeah, all um, kinds of types of jewelry. Right, yeah, right. but you have to be actually making the work. Yes, yeah. yes. You need to be the sole designer there. Yeah, so yeah. I encourage you all to go, even if before you think you want to do this, read over the facts and tips mm-hmm. and tricks, because I feel like I learned so much just from that. Yeah, and they even have um, tips, tips and tricks geared specifically towards the grant questions. Yeah. Um, one of them, for example, was the target marketing um, oh. question, which... Um, in my feedback report, which they give, which is really awesome, yeah. um, was an area that I need to grow on. I need to narrow that down a little bit more. Um, and for some reason, I did not look at that tips and tricks right before oh, I sent yeah. the application. And now that I read that, I was like, oh, that sparked a lot of ideas in my head. Hey, look at this. Mm-hmm. They made it easier on they you. They lay it out for you. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Emily... I do know, I mean, you've told me in this conversation that you are going to reapply for next year mm-hmm. and give it a shot. And mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah. Um, what's next for you and your business this year? Like, what are you focused on? Right now, I'm focused on obviously working my part-time jobs and gearing up for the holidays. Um, yeah. Holiday season is a big time for us. Yeah. Jewelry makers. Yeah. So trying to get my galleries ready, stocked up. Um, I also have some shows coming up this fall. Oh, yeah. Where can we find you at? You can find me at one of the Art Rider shows in Westport, Connecticut. Okay. Um, I have a trunk show in Nolita, New York, Mm. which I'm really excited about. I've never done a trunk show before. That's exciting. Yeah, it'll be at NFP Studio. Um, They make really, really beautiful clothes. I wear their dresses to my shows, so definitely look them up. Yeah. Um, You can find me at Craft Boston Holiday this year. Congratulations. That's a great show I've heard. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's a beautiful show. And the RISD Holiday Show. Oh. Yeah. I thought you had to have graduated from RISD to be in that. Yeah, they opened it up to everyone this year. So I was on it. (laughs) Wow. Congrats on that. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never been to Rhode Island before. So, yeah, me neither. Yeah. (laughs) Well, great. And I'll put um, like links to all these things in, in the description of the podcast. I'll put things like this. So you will be able to find Miss Emily and your website it was what emily schaefer studio emily schaefer studio.com yep straightforward yep straightforward instagram same thing 
Oh yeah, and yeah. you can find Halstead Bead. It's at Halstead Bead is their Instagram as well, so you can follow mm-hmm. them along there. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing thank all you. about this. This I, is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of you're like, wow, it's cool to be on the other side of this. It is. I I've always listened to podcasts, but to be speaking in this microphone, it's it's pretty cool. You've done I'm a great sorry. job. Thank you. Oh, I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you too. Uh, this is. I got to quit doing this where I, the night before I moved to Maine from Philly, I recorded the episode with Rhea Rossi. And then I'm waking up at five in the morning tomorrow to watch the sunrise on top of a mountain before I drive back to Philly. That's a way to go. And it's nine 30 <laughs> at night and I'm recording a podcast. I'm crazy. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> sleep when I'm dead. Exactly. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing and being so open and honest. Yes, of course. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Perceived Value. Keep up the hustle. Perceived Value is recorded and produced by me, Sarah Rachel Brown. You can learn more and hear more at www.perceivedvaluedpodcast.com.